This is the ActiveX Back Show from Edinburgh, Scotland's vibrant capital. Hosted by award-winning registered osteopath, author and all-round pain guru, Gavin Routledge. If you want relief or prevention of lower back pain or sciatica, and you want to be healthier, keep listening. The following programme should not be taken as medical advice, but for informational purposes only. Friends, sufferers, fellow humans, lend me your ears so that I may whisper into them in order to ease your lower back pain and sciatica. Today's episode is entitled How to Walk with Low Back Pain and or Sciatica. You will learn, well, we will revisit the use it but don't abuse it rule, the value of walking, when to use a stick, whether it's okay to stoop or not, and the power of bracing, which we have covered before, but we'll do again in the context of walking. So firstly, use it, but don't abuse it. I introduce you to this in our foundational episodes, episodes one to six. If you have not listened to them yet, please go back and listen to them. They really will provide you with a huge amount of value in understanding why your lower back pain sciatica keeps recurring, what sciatica even is. Um, They are, as I say, foundational episodes. So you will get good value out of this episode, but you'll get all the more if you start at the beginning. So use it, but don't abuse it. Uh, It is exactly as it says. It is vitally important that you stay as active and mobile as you possibly can within the limits of pain. If you do things that increase your pain, and again, I've covered this in one of the, I I think it was maybe episode two, you will potentially be doing one of two things or both. If you do things that hurt, you could be preventing healing from taking place. And you could also be further sensitizing the pain pathways and increasing the likelihood that you end up with chronic pain or a long lasting pain. So it is very important that you don't do things that increase your pain, okay? But equally important that you do remain active. So try and just follow normal life with the odd adaptation. Uh, And the more movement you do, the better. Which brings us to the value of walking. Humans evolved walking. We used to, we were very itinerant, species. We travelled over large distances frequently, always on foot. You know, it's just long before bicycles, I'm talking here, for most of human evolution, we did a lot of walking um, and we're very good at it. You know, we're well adapted for walking and our lower backs like walking. So for the vast majority of my patients, I encourage them to do more walking because it is good for their backs. As you walk along, your lower back is bending side to side and essentially motion is lotion. So by moving, you're increasing the blood flow, you're washing away any inflammation that's there. It's just good for your back. But as I said earlier, in the context of use it, but don't abuse it. So if you find that walking, let's say walking a mile is beyond you, it gets really sore after you've been walking for 10 minutes, but you're okay walking for five minutes, then do five minutes or seven minutes or eight minutes, but don't go for the full 10. 
and that, um, although again it isn't a topic of this uh, episode, but that is one approach to building up whatever activity you're trying to build up again when you're recovering and rehabilitating from lower back pain or sciatica is to build things gradually. Otherwise, you end up in that boom and bust cycle. Oh, I'm having a good day today, so I'll go for a three-mile walk and I'll clean the floors and I'll hang the washing up. Uh, 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 tomorrow's going to be a bad day again. So if you know you can walk for eight minutes without increasing your pain, then walk for eight minutes, uh, but perhaps do it two or three times a day, and that will be fine. Whereas if you try to walk a full 30 minutes in a one-hour, that could be a significant setback. So walking is incredibly value, valuable for health as well as rehabilitating your lower back pain and sciatica. But that's how to do it. Stick within the limits of your pain. Don't walk into the pain as it were. And again, I've covered this before. No pain, no gain has absolutely no place in the rehabilitation of pain. What about using a stick? And this came up recently with one of my clients in the practice. He came in using a stick to support himself. And this was absolutely a good decision by him. By using the stick, he was still able to stay reasonably mobile. He was able to walk, you know, a couple of hundred yards, which might not seem much. But by walking those 200 yards, he was able to get from the car to here, to the clinic, for instance, uh, and then we can help him. But more importantly, it means he's actually moving around. You're using those muscles and joints and so on, keeping them lubricating, avoiding loss of muscle mass, which can happen very rapidly if you are very inactive. So using a stick is a, is a sound move if it enables you to stay active. So without the stick, you actually, it's too painful to walk and therefore you wouldn't walk at all. Well, look, you know, using a stick therefore is a good thing, but only for as long as you really need to. So every once in a while, try it without the stick. You know, if you can walk 200 yards without a stick, but then you can walk 400 yards with a stick, you're almost certainly better to do the 200 yards without the stick rather than the 400 yards with a stick. Does that make sense? Because by using a stick, of course you are compromising, you are putting loads on tissues, joints, muscles and so on in a way that they're not used to being loaded. And the last thing you want is to develop a secondary problem. And, and these are often not terribly obvious at the time. So because you have so much pain in your lower back or sciatica, you can only really experience that pain, but by compensating significantly, you could be causing a problem elsewhere. It's not really sore at the time because your attention is wholly on the very painful lower back. But as the lower back recovers, you find, oh, I've oh, my, my shoulder's really stiff and sore now. Well, duh, you've been leaning on a stick on that side much more and your shoulders are just not used to it. So essentially, you've now kind of injured your shoulder a little bit. So bear that one in mind that, yes, there is a time and a place for a stick, but there's also a time and a place to stop using the stick. Okay, is it okay to stoop? So very frequently, people with severe lower back pain and or sciatica will have a stoop. Now, the stoop 
it typically is not something that you will be doing voluntarily. You just find that you can't fully straighten up your stooped forwards. And this is your body's way essentially of protecting you. So moving you away from the painful position. So typically people who are stooped forwards find it very difficult to fully stand upright and certainly very painful to arch backwards. So you shouldn't be doing it. You know, we're back to use it, but don't abuse it. If it hurts to stand upright and if it hurts to arch backwards, then don't do it in the short term. You're just going to have to go with the stoop. But be conscious that you are stooping. And again, you are using bits of your body in ways that they're not used to being used. And you may well start to get sore in other places. So there is uh, any good clinician, if they see that you are stooping, will provide you with what I would call prophylactic treatment. So they'll observe the stoop and they'll work on you to ensure or to minimize the risk that you do get sore in other places. So good manual therapy and indeed therapy as a whole isn't just about dealing with the immediate symptom. It's about predicting what impact that's having on the rest of the body and the mind and mitigating against those factors. So if you have a stoop, don't try and force against the stoop if it's painful to do so. And um, bear in mind that because of the stoop, you may well be uh, causing strains and experience some pain and discomfort in new bits and do something about that, you know, treat that as a separate issue and, um, you know, don't allow that to progress and worsen because the last thing again that you need is a sore back and a sore neck, shoulder, upper back, whatever it may be. So it is absolutely fine to stoop, particularly if that enables you to be a little bit more active, but don't spend a lot of time in a stoop position because it may come at a price. Sorry. I'd love to give you a straight answer, but there's always a qualification in there. It depends. Finally, the power of bracing. Again, I've covered this in a number of elements, and that's because uh, bracing can be very useful. So you may find that when you're trying to stand up, just lightly bracing your abdominal muscles, which means if you think about, and I always use this um, description think about a small child's going to punch you in the stomach and you have to tense up or it could be a large child or an adult if they're going to punch you you have to tighten those abdominal muscles to protect you but by tightening your abdominal muscles those muscles wrap around into your lower back muscles and will help to stabilize your lower back and it may be that's exactly what your back needs and you'll find that by doing so you don't have to stoop as much or you're able to walk further without increasing your pain. So lightly bracing your abdominal muscles can be helpful when you're trying to walk with lower back pain and or sciatica. Okay, little review. So we revisited the use it but don't abuse it rule, the value of walking, when to use a stick, whether it's okay to stoop, and the power of bracing. And those are all the main topics under how to walk with low back pain sciatica. I'm sure we could dive into those in more detail, and indeed I may in future episodes, but that gives you a broad view of how to walk with low back pain and or sciatica. Now don't forget, please use our free online assessment at active-x.co.uk. 
to work out which exercises are best for the relief of your back pain on Satka. And within that assessment, we will send you those exercises specifically for your presentation of problems. So it's not a general tip sheet, it's tailored to your particular problem based on the answers that you give to the questions that we will ask you in that assessment. Don't forget to listen to those first six episodes of the podcast. I know it's all very tempting to dive into the meat of a topic, but they are called foundational episodes for a reason. They will give you a good solid foundation for recovering from and preventing your lower back pain and sciatica. You do not want to fall off that cliff again and spend, as I did in my 20s, years yo-yoing up and down that cliff of pain. Finally, please give us a review on whichever podcast platform you listen to this podcast on and I look forward to seeing you or indeed uh, or, or rather at least speaking to you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Active X Backs show. If you found this helpful, please pass along our web address to your friends and colleagues, active-x.co.uk. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. If you have any questions related to lower back pain or sciatica, send them in and Gavin will aim to answer them in future episodes. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Active X Backs.